some drunk person just did this once and people were like, that's funny. Hello and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where I tell Matt about my favorite shibboleth. Oh, this is a podcast where Andy tries me to have a really hard time saying that word. Shibboleth. I, you know, Andy, when I was a kid, I had a speech impediment. I could not say. Really? Yeah. I couldn't do S, S-H, L's, or R's, and I had to go to a speech therapist. And they just hit your wrist with a ruler enough and told you to speak good until you did it? No, they, they trained me. They, like, taught me how to make those noise sounds and shapes and stuff. They just, like, say, they just tell you to, like, put your tongue like this and make yeah. the sound right. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Um, and uh, that word you just said still gives me nightmares. That Shibboleth? That is horrible. Yeah, I don't want to have to say that. That's, it's pretty that's, funny that that is the word you have this association with. I don't know. The, you, you saying it makes me go, oh, God, it's taking me back. It's taking me, it has all the, like, characteristics of a word I couldn't say as a child. Right. Uh, so, do you know the, the etymology of shibboleth or, like, what it is? I don't know the etymology, but I bet you'll tell me. Well, do you, do you know what it means, like what a shibboleth is? I think I do. It's, uh, so it's a shorthand for some kind of, uh, like, trait or uh, obvious thing that kind of, like, points somebody out as a part of some group. Uh, and the sort of roots of it, and please read the Wikipedia page if you want to know for sure, because I'm pulling this out of my head from my memory. The roots of it are from the Bible, and there was some group of... Uh, people that were being, uh, what's the word we were mean to people, but in mass? Oppressive? Yeah, being oppressed. This group of people were being oppressed uh, and, like, you know, hunted down. And the way that they would tell if these people were the people they were hunting is they would ask them to say the word shibboleth. And this group of people couldn't say the word shibboleth because of their, like, native tongue or their sort of accent. They just that's couldn't say funny. the word right. I didn't know the origin of that. That's very... Uh, I relate to that, Andy. I know. That, uh, that's why I said it was funny that that was the word that you <laughs> that you didn't want to say because uh, that's, that's what it is. It, I just thought it meant, like, a trait. It's a, it's a trait, but a, specifically a trait that can be used to, like, pick one, one aspect of somebody out. Uh, so, like, what are some other examples of shibboleths? Um, oh, gosh. I can't think of them on the spot. Uh, I'm sure there's a list on Wikipedia. Go look at the list of shibboleths. I'm going to tell you about my favorite thing, which is not technically a shibboleth. It's shibboleth adjacent, though. Matt, have you ever been to a sporting event with a Baltimore sports team? Oh, wait. Have I? Uh, no. I've been to a lot of sporting events, never against the Ravens or the Orioles or the whoever's. No. Okay. So there is a thing that people in Baltimore do, which is one of my favorite, like, sort of city-specific, uh, like, uh, where-you're-from kind of pride things, which yeah. is that the, the Baltimore baseball team is called the Orioles, as I think anybody that knows anything about baseball will already know. And uh, they're called the O's for short, because O is the first letter of the word Oriole. Ah, it says and, that on their hats. And somewhere along the line, uh, in Baltimore, it became the tradition that while somebody was, while the, while the national anthem was being sung before the game, uh, when they got to the point of the song where they sing the line that has the O in it. <laughs> Wait, how's the national anthem go? Um, oh, say. Like that? Oh, say, can you see them? Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's a time right at the end. Okay, so at the very end when they go, Oh, say, does that star spangled that O, that first yeah. O in that sort of last stanza, uh, everyone in the crowd in a Baltimore sporting event will scream, Oh! <laughs> okay. At that O. Uh, yeah. Which, there's a couple reasons why I love this. 
first of all, it's weird. I think it's weird, and it's weird that I have to assume like some drunk person just did this once, and people were like, "That's funny." Maybe I'll start yeah. doing that, and now a whole city of people does it. Uh, that to me is great and beautiful and awesome. Uh, the other thing that's really great about this, uh, really really great about this, is that people that have Baltimore pride for whatever reason, born here, raised here. Uh, I wasn't born and raised here, but I've been here for almost 11 years now, and I very much consider it my home, so I feel like I have a lot of Baltimore pride. People like me and other people uh, at any sporting event, regardless of whether or not it is in Baltimore or a Baltimore team is present, will say, oh, loudly during the national anthem. And if you are at any sporting event and you pay attention at that part of the song, somewhere in the audience you will hear somebody screaming, oh, and it is the most beautiful thing to be like, that person, that person over there, that person's from Baltimore. Like, you can tell immediately. Uh, the best example I can give of this is uh, I have a cousin who was uh, born and raised in D.C., but grew up an Orioles fan, big fan of baseball, went, went to Orioles games all the time. So this is a big part of his culture, too, is saying, oh, at this particular moment during the song. And uh, he lived for, in Poland for a little while, and uh, mentioned that while he was at a game in Poland, he would always say the O, and occasionally there'd be somebody else in this, you know, soccer game in Warsaw that he would also hear saying the O and be like, yes, this is the best thing ever. Anyway, it's the world's greatest sports tradition. Don't at me. I don't want to hear about your other sports traditions. It's beautiful. It's simple. You can learn it in a second. Like, it's not, doesn't take, it's not like a gatekeeping thing, right? It's not like people yeah. don't get it or you're not allowed to do it if you, you know, aren't really truly repping Baltimore or weren't born here or whatever. It's like the simplest thing. Anybody can participate. And uh, it, not, it doesn't just happen to sport events, too. It happens at any event where the national anthem is sung in the city of Baltimore for any reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's the greatest thing. And I would encourage everybody out there listening, for sure, if you're at a sporting event that involves a Baltimore team, but even if you're not, uh, pay close attention during that last stanza when they say that O and see if you can hear somebody out there uh, rep in Baltimore because it's the best thing ever. I think a tradition I think a tradition like that is great, especially if you think that it was just born of a drunk guy yelling at one time. I can't yeah. think of too many other traditions that are definitely like that. Like a lot of traditions have a really good story. Like the uh, I recently heard the story of the We Are Penn State thing. Like apparently that has What's a, the story? a nice origin. That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> That's a, oh, actually, I agree with you. I uh, having heard We Are Penn State yelled at a bar a million times. Yeah, I, I I grew up in Pennsylvania. Sounds really stupid, and it's not fun to hear. But the origin story is actually kind of uh, endearing and uh, just. Apparently, there were two black players on the team. They made it to a bowl game. The officials found out that there were two black players on the team and said, you can't play with them. Uh, this is presumably far in the past or somewhat far in the past. This was last year, Andy. <laughs> this was last year? Uh, no, this was, I don't know what date this was, but this was far enough in the past that um, uh, that wasn't so abnormal. might say, if you have a black player on your team, you're not allowed to play this game. Uh, and so when in the locker room, the team uh, went to discuss this, a, a player stood up and said, we are Penn State. We all are Penn State, and we're not going to play without them. And so that became a chant. Like, they all started chanting, we are Penn State, meaning the entire team, not the entire team minus two, and they didn't play that game. So a nice story, but I agree with you not. It's a very nice story. Not a uh, thing that's fun to hear at a Even bar. dumb traditions can have meaningful beginnings. Anyway, uh, my point was, uh, that is a nice story, but I think... For whatever reason, it somehow seems better if a drunk guy did it one time and then everyone repeats it after that. And I, I guess I guess I don't know if that's true. I think that's the same story as the Sweet Caroline song in Boston, because you're like, why, why that song? Why does that make any sense? I think a guy played it at a game, a Red Sox game one time, and then a bunch of drunk people sang along, and then it just stuck forever. 
which mm. is a fun story. Yeah. And I guess I don't even know the actual origins of it. It could have been like the marketing team at Camden Yards came up with a thing and like put it on the Jumbotron, but <laughs> uh, I doubt it. I-, I should do some research, but I really doubt it because it just has such a grassroots feel. And uh, I don't know. It's also like it never fails to put a smile on my face because like you're waiting for it the whole time. The anthem is going. You're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be this moment where we're all we're all silently thinking the same thing that we're going to scream at this exact moment. Uh, and then you do. And there's this great sense of like, I don't know like camaraderie like it to me it's all the good things about sports without all the bad things about sports namely the sports like yeah. you, you, you get to be proud of your city and you get to share an experience with a bunch of people uh and like it's like being part of the biggest club imaginable because again there's like there's no there's no gatekeeping there's nobody like you know keeping this a secret uh you get to be a part of it as soon as you know to do it you just do it uh but you know it's you still feel like you're part of something which is really really fun and great i think the key is just being being happy or sad at a specified moment. That's the experience of sports. Is you just are like we're all yeah. going to agree. Everyone sad we're now. Be happy sad at this arbitrary time and unhappy at this arbitrary time. All right, I'm in. I mean, but, there might be some ups, but there also might be some downs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Here but I guess you know you're very specific about it, and also the the happy and sad are stratified enough. There's like little sads yeah. and little yeah. little happies along the way. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all of all of games and sports and everything just yeah andy if my number is higher than your number i'm gonna be real happy and you're gonna be real sad you have to basically take dragon, you have to take your dragon cards home yeah well if i uh if i i look at this screen and if the uh the pixels are all in the wrong order and uh, they're not lined up in the colors that i like i can have a very bad day you gotta come up with some tradition to cheer you up maybe just scream a thing at the time then you'll feel better yeah i think i did a pretty bad job at the beginning i was trying to go hello and welcome to good bad show but it's, you can't really do it because no more context you, you probably also i think just the fact that it's the isolated oh probably makes it better it is better okay well maybe next time we talk about this on the show you can do a better job at the intro mm, yeah all right well we'll surely we'll circle back around once we cover all of the things we can come back and do follow-up episodes on some of the things we did in the past we got to cover everything yeah. in existence first obviously but once we get done sure. back to the beginning all right well if it makes you feel better, I think that tradition sounds pretty great. It's the best. Uh, so, I don't know. Objectively good. Seems pretty good. Objectively I, I good. Matt agrees. It. It's pretty good. <laughs> He's not even from Baltimore. <laughs>